Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there. This is Sharon Knight, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. When you hear Bad As Me by Tom Waits, that can only mean one thing. That means another music podcast from the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus with Lou Lombardi, a.k.a. Ludini, and Miss Katie Simone. Katie, how are you tonight? I'm fantastic. How I are you, Lou? I see that, yes. <laughs> oh, is it that noticeable? Yes. You're looking mighty, mighty great. Oh, look at that. That's sweet. It's wearing this like, little red number over here. <laughs> it gets weird when we record these podcasts. I know. I know. She's wearing her red number. My red number. Red number nine. Number nine. <laughs> nine. Anyway, this is the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Before we get completely lost and out of ourselves. Uh, uh, and out of our clothes. And out of our clothes. That could happen. You never know what could happen here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. I mean, I heard stories about before I came on board, so... You did not. Ah! It was something like that. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is the website. Every Tuesday and every Thursday, there is a new interview. And every Saturday, there is a brand new podcast, a music podcast. And guess what? It's probably Saturday because I'm sitting here next to Katie Simone. LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com is the website. I'd like to thank my uh, longtime and long-suffering sponsor, Positively, <laughs> Pittsburgh Live Magazine, pplmag.com. It's Pittsburgh's first internet radio TV network, online community magazine, and business directory. You can listen to, watch, download, and receive emails with the latest audio and video created by the members of the community. Get articles, grab coupons, and find businesses. Now, these when I say these are members of the community, I mean, these are people that have something to say. I mean, we've got Mrs. Cardiology who can tell you everything about like the heart and, and, and cardi- uh, cardiovascular health. It's very informative. So there's a lot of great uh, content there. That's why you want to want to tune in and check it out. Uh, I believe that uh, Matt Tom show, the effective detective is still, in, is, is still has a podcast on there. Um, and of course the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is there. Um, it's a very great place. If you have a business you would like to promote a little bit, uh, you might want to check it out because uh, Positively Pittsburgh Magazine gets like a million unique visitors every month. So that's a, that's a great distribution. You want to check it out. PPLMag.com. As I was saying, we are here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. we got a great show for you tonight. Uh, Katie and I are going to be uh, walking through the park, dancing in the dark, and reminiscing about... Did you get that reference? Was that a Little River Band <laughs> oh, reference? Oh, you're so good. I love Yacht Rock. What can I Yacht say? Rock. <laughs> 
but so so we're going to be celebrating the music of the Clash's album London Calling. Yes. So we're going to be revisiting that, and we have a good article uh, with some cool facts on the on the record. I think you're going to have guys going to have a good time with it. Uh, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com is the website, and you are listening to the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Let's get started. These guys aren't completely indie. Uh, they're called C Spot Run. They're from Canada. And I had the pleasure of meeting Aaron Little, one of their guitar players, who's putting out a uh, solo record very, very soon. But um, he got me interested in his uh, primary project called C Spot Run. It's a very cool band, uh, great songs, great good pop rock. Uh, C Spot Run, here we go again on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
All right, you are listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, and that is C-Spot Run. Here we go again. The website is cspotrun.ca, because you're like, from Canada, eh? 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 Uh, very cool jam. Uh, I like, you know, I like when bands can do something where they can kind of keep like one thing going, but they find a way to make it kind of like interesting, like kind of minimalist. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, speaking of, so tonight's, uh, speaking of great bands and interesting music, uh, tonight's feature, if you will, is the album London Calling by The Clash. And this is the title track. So, <clears throat> Katie is a big fan, and I was too. <clears throat> What's interesting I, th- I thought about London Calling was if you listen to um, Give Them Enough Rope and The Clash, mm-hmm. which are their first two records, I mean, they're, they're more of like almost a more slightly more sophisticated Ramones. Right, you know, right. Really? I mean, it's straight up punk. Right. And this record, they like completely like... You know, they they brought in a lot of other sounds, but somehow were able to kind of still sound like the Clash. Sound like the Clash, yeah. exactly. I mean, you know, got a lot of like reggae kind of influence here and there. You know, cool production, cool harmonies. Yeah, <clears throat> the uh, I mean the, the the type of guitar playing. If you if you because um, in prep for this uh, show, I listened to the first two records and. Um, the, you know, everybody's kind of chugging along, you know, and and they get to this record, the sound completely opens up, you know, like like Joe Strummer's doing something on the guitar, Mick Jones is doing something else, like you know, they're not completely like all chugging along, and everybody's kind of in their spot, and they, it had a lot to do with the producer that they. Uh, really wanted to work with and then at first their record company Bach I'm going to go ahead I there's a great um, article about this on ultimateclassicrock.com but I believe it was Guy Stevens is the producer um, <clears throat> on this record and uh, the yeah producer Guy Stevens the, the record company was a little nervous about him because he had a reputation for being an alcoholic um, but you know he really stepped up on this and he really kind of brought them to a different sound I think that like you know, they just didn't want to become like we talked about in a previous podcast, where you can become sort of a parody right. of yourself. You know, right? So, good, Katie. Jump in. Anything you want to talk about with this? Because I know this is a really one of your favorites. Yeah, I love this record. No, um, I why mean, do you love this record so much? What, like, just go I share think I love it. I think I love it just because I kind of. Um, I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't even alive when the record came out, but I discovered it when I was a teenager, um, like maybe fifteen or sixteen years old, and I, you know. I remember there were punk bands that kids I went to school with went to see. They went to go see these local punk bands, and they were cool and all, but I've always been the kind of person who wanted to go back and find out, okay, what came before. And I remember hearing The Clash growing up, and then I just remember getting some money for my birthday or whatever, and I went to like Barnes & Noble or something like that and bought the CD, yeah. London Calling, and I just played the crap out of it. Just would not stop playing it. So it's more just like a... It's kind of a personal thing because I just remember just playing the living hell so out of it. Like, <laughs> it was like a seminal album. Yes, it was. It was. Yeah, like when those records that you listen to and it like changes everything. Oh yeah, like, absolutely. Like, like there's like pre, there's before London Calling, and then there's after London Calling. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I have some records like that for sure. The record though, and not to digress, but the record that was that really got me excited was their 
they're, they're probably the one that had their most like biggest hits is Combat Rock. That's another great album. And um, I played that over and over and over. and guys, there's a lot of cool music on there that didn't get on, get on the radio. They've got a song called Overpowered by Funk. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing <laughs> jam. It's, I mean, these guys could play a lot of different kinds of music, and I think London yeah. Calling. You know, they were like, I think, I think, like, they had more chops than, say, like, the Sex Pistols. Oh, absolutely. They're more musical. Yeah. Definitely a lot more Well, I mean, not that the the Ramones and the Sex Pistols aren't musical. Yeah. But these guys just were, like, they knew that they could do more. They just had more, like, um, a little known fact is that before the clash, Joe Strummer had more like a hard rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, the project going, you know, that eventually, you know, he kind of, you know, rearranged and it became the Clash. So they they had a background of like different kinds of music, right? But uh, this is a very cool article. It's on um, ultimateclassicrock.com. You know, even the Clash were tired of their reputation as a punk band by '79. You know, only two albums into their career, they were starting to see the limits of being associated with that genre. And as dozens of groups crawled out of the gutters with guitars, snarls, sneers, and contempt for mankind, a punk. Pest band wanted out. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. So they began to the, the, uh, make the move the previous year with the release of their second album, uh, "Give Them Enough Rope," which was a little more tuneful and sentimental than anything punk had spewed out. Uh, <laughs> you know, up to that point, you know, they hit the road in the U.S. tour for uh, early in '79, and they stayed entirely away from the genre, choosing instead uh, R&B legends like Bo Diddley and uh, Sam and Dave to open the shows. Could you imagine going to see the class and Clash and Bo Diddley opens. <laughs> that would have that would have been the coolest concert. You know what I mean? You know, so it was only a matter of time before the distance between the Clash and the music that they made them famous would sort of become greater and greater and greater. You know, and during the summer of seventy, it was the summer of seventy nine. Okay. <laughs> they began uh, recording their third album, London Calling. Uh, inspired by the pioneering American rock and roll that they had now cons- were consuming daily, the songs of it was a double record. This is a double record, and which is you know it's unheard of in punk rock. And it, yeah, it's unheard of in punk rock, and it's ambitious in any case. In any genre, it can yeah. go real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but. Uh, so uh, the songs of the double uh, record set didn't fall into one category. Instead, the tracks steered into R&B, rockabilly, reggae, jazz, and pop territories with many detours along the way. From the start, London Calling was shaping up to be an epic genre-busting record. Now, once producer Guy St- Stevens was brought into the mix, the sessions took on an even more even more significance. But Stevens, who at one time was Mott the Hoople's manager and their biggest champion, had also produced the band Free and other bands. It was a notorious madman in the studio. The Clash's record company initially balked at their wanting Stevens. You know, his reputation as a temperamental drunk uh, was legend in the music industry, but the Clash wouldn't budge. And even though there were, uh, you know, some singular outbursts in the studio, they were they, 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 they were all carried out in the name of rock and roll. That's what rock and roll is all about. You know? Right. <clears throat> you know, if there isn't a little, you know, I mean, wasn't, isn't it Pete Townsend and uh, Roger Daltrey that occasionally come to blows on stage, right? Oh, That's yeah. That's rock and roll. Mm-hmm. And you can hear it in their near spontaneous energy of the songs most recorded in one or two takes. Yeah. Uh, when London, London Calling emerged in 79, it was obvious that The Clash had made an instant classic, a masterpiece that stands one of rock's all-time greatest albums. It swings, it pulses, it hits, it thrashes, it tears, and it stops. There are horns and organs, not get your mind out of the gutter. Hey, I didn't say anything. <laughs> Harmonicas and pianos uh, over four sides, 19 songs, 65 freaking minutes. There's really no al- other album, other uh, uh, you know, album like London Calling. Um, you know, and, and and I think of ultimately though, I, I think that um, 
uh, you could compare this. This is the punk, my opinion, the punk rock answer or version of Exile on Main Street. Yes, exactly. What's your favorite song on it? Oh, without a doubt, Train in Vain. Oh. That's my. Fa- it's not only my favorite Clash song; it's one of my favorite songs of all time. I, I love that song so okay, much. Okay, Miss Katie Simone. Now, what I need you to do for me is, I need you to tell me what is it about Train in Vain that makes it one of your favorite songs. I just remember just hearing like the um that kind of like that opening intro riff that like dun, 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 like it's just like I would love to play it for you but my I'm not make oh there it is there now, it let's is. Talk, let's, let's talking of that intro let's let's hear a little bit of that well this is not this song is this strange this is hateful which is another good song I clicked the wrong song Breakup song. <laughs> okay, so what, I'm, what you're saying then is you have a lot of breakups. No, I'm just saying yes. it's just like the. I mean, I love the song all around, but the lyrics are great. You know, it's a great like you know, screw you, I hate you, you, I'm done with you song. Okay, and it is. It's a great song. I, let's get this out. That's bass and harmonica riff. Dun mm-hmm. dun dun. And that is really unusual because you, when you think of harmonica, you think of like John Popper and uh, yeah. all those, you know, uh, Magic Dick and like just tearing up like blues mm-hmm. solos. But here they use the harmonica almost as like a horn. Right. Piano is really nice too. It's a little less guitar oriented and more like piano. It kind of reminds me of almost something maybe Squeeze would do or something. Exactly. Like that. Squeeze or like um, even like a Jake Isles kind of um, tune. It's a really, really fun song. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard the Annie Lennox version? Very, very <clears throat> cool. Yeah. I, you like that? I do love it. I mean, not as much as the original, but it is really cool what she did with it. Yeah. It's This is such a, a, a great record. Um, you know, the class were in Clash were in a music, musically brand new place on London Calling. Lyrically, they were uh, expanding on themes for which they had already were well known. The album has a politically, you know, agitated as its profet- as its predecessors, but the culture itself is stirred too on songs like Lost in the Supermarket and Clamp Down and Train in Vain, which Katie's favorite, is nothing more than a love song, you know? Which is. is which isn't you know, something you really associate with punk. No, it's you know and I mean? I mean and it's just it's soulful. It's so there's, it's so minimal and it's very, very soulful. Again, you don't necessarily associate that with punk rock. You, know, and, you can kind of hear like that uh, R&B influence there, you know? Of course. Yeah, R&B. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. You know, and then there's the album cover. You know, I mean, this is one of the, this is one of those records, like, I would go to the record store and I would just look at that album cover like, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you guys, you guys out there listening in Radioland, like, take a little time and Google it and look at this freaking album. If you have it on vinyl, go get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's just like, it was, it's so evocative. It's such a great cover. I had a poster of it, actually, um, frame poster of it when I was in high school, too. A stark black and white photo of uh, S- S- Paul Simonon. Simonon. I'm saying <laughs> that wrong. I almost said Simonin. Simonin. <laughs> 
Simonon smashing his <laughs> instrument on stage, framed by pink and green laters that echo the famous artwork of Elvis Presley's debut album 23 years earlier. Mm-hmm. So that's a cool tie-in. You know, like the music, the cover has become an integral part of rock's landscape. Uh, reached uh, Landing Calling reached number 27 in the U.S. and has since gone platinum. It made the top 10 uh, bands in... Uh, UK. It encouraged The Clash to get even more ambitious on its next album, the 1981 Sprawling Sandinista, a three-record set. <laughs> anyway, it's as every bit as essential as London Calling, but it's messy in a way uh, the earlier album isn't. London Calling, uh, The Clash made a stand, and with it, they crafted their eternal masterwork. Um, you know, it, it's a great record. Um, they did a more concise record, which I was talking about a little earlier, Combat Rock. Um, which you guys know has Should I Stay or Should I Go and Rock the Casbah. Rock the Casbah. What is that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I liked bands, you know, I liked very much like bro rock at the time. You know, I was into Van Halen, you know, and, you know, that, you know, sort of like crunchy, you know. But Rock, I don't know anybody that didn't like Rock the Casbah. It's a great song. You know, I mean, a, yeah. It's just, how can you not like that song? Yeah, and like, <laughs> and I know, like, I remember my sister was like a little bit younger, and like, you know, her friends, you know, kind of liked it as a dance song. Well, we cover that in my '80s band, and it goes over like crazy. Everybody's up there dancing. It's like probably the most danced to song that I've ever covered. <laughs> I know, so cool. You know, I I want to share before we get com- before we like leave the clash here. Um. I just want to share, there's some funny stuff here. This is a cool article on uh, www.nme.com. 50 things you you didn't know about The Clash. And uh, we'll just see if we can pick something uh, uh, random. Um, <laughs> the, 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 uh, I don't remember which member. One of the members was, uh, was a couple of members were in Playgirl. <laughs> Well, they were kind of sexy for a punk band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the one guy was named like that year's sexiest man alive, and I, this, this, this is one of those articles where like it's not like a real article. It's like a picture. And, it's like, a listicle. A, yeah, it's a listicle. That's a good. Did you just make that up? I don't know, but was that a was that a um, phallus that was drawn on the bottom of that poster up there? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> yes, you know. In the early days, uh, the Clash often went hungry. Once after a long night spent putting up posters, Paul. Simonon heated up the remainder of flour and water paste on a rusty blade and ate it. Now, you know what? That's like real freaking punk rock. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, you know, we're, we don't just play rock and roll. We live it. Uh, Strumguard is a term solely used by Joe Strummer to describe the bandana taped around his right hand to protect it from his own vigorous guitar flailing. That's a real man right there. That's a man. That that's playing <laughs> that's playing some guitar. You know, yes. that, you know, you're talking about that's, that's Oh, this is funny. You want to read this one? Oh, yes, I love Lester Banks. When American writer Lester Banks toured England with the Clash, Bernie Rhodes tried to set him on fire. <laughs> this see, this is when there was like you don't hear about rock and roll bands doing no. this type of stuff today, you know. No. Oh my goodness. They don't have the balls. The balls. They don't have the cojones. <laughs> And uh, there's a, you know, we talked about the the cover. If you go to nme.com, uh, things, 50 Things You Know About The Clash, there is a photo of the Elvis Presley album that the London Calling uh, uh, is paced on. Uh, it's very, very cool. You guys will really enjoy watch uh, looking at that. I'm sure you will love that. 
Rock the Casbah was the very first rock video that starred an armadillo. Oh, God. I'm terrified of armadillos, by the way. What? They frighten me. They freak me out. I don't know why. Oh, there's what's Elvis doing? Mick Jones played guitar oh, in Elvis Costello's <laughs> song, Big Tears on the B-Side of Pump It Up. Look how drunk he looks. Well, you know, they all had that sort of thing going on, you know. You want to look at this one? You, are you going to like this? Oh, the Blockheads, then Ian Dury and the Blockheads, once turned up unexpectedly at a cash recording session, dressed as policemen, causing Mick Jones to flush all of his illicit substances down the toilet and the rest of the band to flee. Yeah, so some guys showed up at your place, you know, at your, at your rehearsal, you know, dressed as cops, and you got a bunch of dope. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you're like freaking the F out. Um, I bought this record. Did you, do you, I, this is another record, like Cut the Crap, which was mm-hmm. one of their, I think that might have been their last album, like, as the Clash, you know, like the last studio album. Um, I enjoyed that record. I know a lot of people thought that that record like was kind of like crappy or whatever. Joe sent the fanzine alternative user a thank you present, a consignment of lawnmower parts. Yeah, I mean, Joe Strummer <laughs> was one of the coolest things that ever happened to rock and roll. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like you wake up in the morning, you're like, you know, I'm glad Joe Strummer happened. Yes, exactly. The world's a better place because of Joe Strummer. Oh, he was an honorary Pogue, too. Yeah, yeah. 1987, he toured with them. That's cool. Yeah, so anyway, so that was sort of tonight. We wanted to talk a little bit about... Uh, London Calling. It's one of Katie and I's favorite records, and we want to share with you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, this is an artist, uh, a great guitar player from Southern California. He's also an amateur astronomer. Oh, He's got a very interesting name, Jason Achilles Mazillus. Uh, this is called Sunrise off his latest album, Come Down. Jason Achilles Mazillus on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.
All right, Jason Achilles Mazellus. Uh, let me give you Jason's uh, website here, real quicky doodle here. Uh, that's J A Mazillus. That is M E Z I L I S dot com. Uh, Jason is um, also his. That's his part time gig. He's uh, full time with the band Owl. Uh, who's a very, which is a really great uh, uh, hard rock band featuring uh, the bass, uh, I believe he's a bass player for, um, um, I think he plays with the Cult, and I think he plays with, also plays with Ace Freely. Mm-hmm. I think I met him uh, when Super Monkey opened for Ace Freely last year. Uh, you know, everybody's like, it's like in Pittsburgh, right, Katie? Isn't everybody in everybody's band? Yeah, we all, it's, it's incestuous. <laughs> So you know, so like that doesn't you. just happen. But that's Jason Achilles Mozillas. Go check him out. Uh, the band we opened the podcast with was C Spot Run. That is cspotrun.ca. We're going to play some Holy Sheboygan after we talk quickly about, you know what? We're going to talk way of some weird sounds happening, huh? Yes, we do. With the class, how can the internet skip? <laughs> I, think it, I think it can. We skipped the internet. Oh, my goodness. We broke the internet. <clears throat> Anyway, so let's let's talk a little wee bit quickly about this day in music, uh, brought to you by Haviland, the all detergent motor oil. Um, so, oh goodness! You know this on this day in 1955, and I don't know why I'm bringing this. Slim Whitman went to number one on the UK singles chart with Rosemary. Do you remember Slim Whitman? No, um, I well, I for some reason I thought of um, uh, Mad Men. Don Draper's real name was Dick Whitman. I don't know why I thought of that. Because <laughs> I have the hots for John Hamm. Oh, oh Lord. Who, who doesn't, though? Um, see, see, this is what you missed out on in the 70s. Slim Whitman um, was one of these, when, one of the first artists, one of the few artists to market his music through television. Oh, really? Would, they would do these long, like, 90 second, you know, which is pretty long for commercial, like a minute and a half commercials to too many commercials where they would play all these songs snippets of all these songs and he sold a lot of records like that that's crazy yeah and there was another guy that broke that way too his name was Boxcar Willie oh yeah Remember Boxcar? King of the Road yeah so Boxcar so anyway so happy birthday Slim Whitman he's probably long dead uh Anyways, uh, the Beatles were number one on the UK singles charts with Hard Days and you fed you fed hard <laughs> You want to do something? You want to say something? Uh, what, did old, what did old Blue Eyes do? Okay, in 1966, he went to number one on the U.S. charts with Strangers in the Night. Strangers in my pen. <laughs> <laughs> it was the most successful album of his career, being certified platinum in the U.S., and he also got two Grammy Awards for Record of the Year and Best Male Vocal Performance um, for Strangers in My Pants. Strangers in my pants. <laughs> exchanging condoms. Okay. Uh, <laughs> 1969, the Rolling Stones were number one UK singles charts with Honk, 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 Woman. I, I still prefer Country Honk over Honky Honk. Country Honk. honk. <laughs> it's, it's awesome. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Why do you prefer it? It's just, I, I love Jagger singing with a southern drawl. It's just there's something about it that I just love. <laughs> Oh, what did Bonzo do? Uh, Bonzo got in some country. Him and the uh, him and that crazy Peter Grant beat up somebody like <laughs> on this day in '77. I mean, like the '70s guys, you don't get it. Like you guys just don't freaking get it. Like the, the rock and roll, even corp big bands like Zeppelin, they were like you know they were being 
they were being like, they, yeah, <laughs> they were doing like crazy stuff, you know. I mean, you know, you, this was the era when um, Keith Moon drives his car into a swimming pool. I mean, like you Joe know, Walsh throws TVs out of hotel. <laughs> yes, they would like take chone, uh, chain uh, chainsaws and tear out the walls. I mean, like it was expected. Yeah. You know, if you had a hotel and rock stars stayed there and they didn't tear up your stuff, like you'd be kind of bummed out. You know I know. I saw Lowell George here. Did you see Lowell George? Oh, what did what did Lowell do? What did Lowell uh, do? Nineteen seventy nine keyboard player with the Grateful Dead, Keith Gottschalk, died after being involved in a car accident. HR two. He co-wrote songs with Lowell George. That's where I saw it. Mm. I was a member of the new writers of the Purple Sage. That's a bummer. I know. The police kicked off eighty three North American leg, uh, leg of their synchronicity. That was one of those things that was so huge. Like, um, people talk about Purple Rain and they talk about Born in the USA, but Synchronicity was another one of those records that was just like, kaboom! Like, in yeah. the 80s, it was freaking enormous. Oh, man. So, 1980. Jump in. 1988, after 49 weeks on the US album chart, Hysteria by Def Leppard went to the number one position. They were just in town not too long oh, ago. Oh, the Leopard. The, the Leopard, lep- man. <laughs> Def Lep, man. 89, Ringo Starr kicked off his first tour since the breakup of the Beatles with a show in Dallas. His backup band included Joe Walsh, we just mentioned, Billy Preston, and Springsteen's uh, sax man Clarence Clemens. Oh, wow, what a bunch of hacks. Yeah. <laughs> that band will never make it. They'll never do that thing. <laughs> what? That is. Jump in on something. What do you want to jump yeah, in? Yes, 1994, the International Astronomical Union named an asteroid orbiting between Mars and Jupiter after Frank Zappa, who had died the previous December. That is cool. Mr. <sighs> uh, Jim Brown, now his separation from the fourth wife. His fourth wife. Proving Avatama and then character Goofy. Sending the old plays and notice in the Vita magazine. Mr. Jim Brown. I'm black and I'm proud. I said, ah. did, you, did you see that movie no. that Mick Jagger produced about the life of I've Jay? never seen Katie, it. Katie, no. you, you have to watch that movie. Uh, is it, it is out of control. Is we, it on Netflix? Yeah, we, we, we have to talk about it off the air because okay. there's stuff in it we can't, like, it's too, too it's... risque. But uh, that was Kevin does a great James Brown, but um, 70 year old placed the notice on Variety magazine. You know, announcing his separation, he picked, uh, featured a picture of himself with his wife Tony Ray and their two-year-old son James Joseph Brown posing with Goofy. At Walt. So this he takes his picture of himself at Walt Disney and says, "Oh, by the way, we're breaking up." Oh my god! Only James Brown. You know what I mean? Like that's. Oh my god. Oh my goodness! Uh, in uh, 2005, the Queen Queen's 1985 Live Aid performance was voted the best rock concert ever. Ever. Dude, like, freak. Who can... That's stupid. I'm sorry. That's dumb. You can't... You can, the best rock concert ever is your favorite rock concert. That's right. You know what I mean? Like, what's your favorite rock concert? What's the best show you ever saw? Oh, God. Um, oh, it's so hard oh, to... Oh, God. I can't even think. <laughs> I mean, it's... I'm getting the clip. It's so hard. I mean... I, I each time I saw... Each time I saw you 2 was ridiculous. I saw the Pretenders in a little tiny club in Cleveland, and it just totally changed my life. That was amazing. I mean, I it's 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 just uh, there's way too many. I can't okay. pick a best. Know, but before we get into, well, I know exactly my I, I will never change. I know exactly. Yeah. Who, but you know my friend Mary Beth, right? Uh huh. Well, she saw you two at the decade. She saw the Pretenders at the decade. Like hung out with them afterwards. <laughs> 
Well, that's like, like nowhere near as cool yeah, as yeah, when yeah, I no, saw. No, no, she saw everybody. Yeah. She saw. She lived in New York City for a long time, so yeah. she saw freaking every. I'm every time she goes to my concert, I'm like, you suck. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like you know, but my favorite concert of all time. Hands on it has never changed, and I've seen a lot of great bands since. I saw a great a lot of great bands before, but it was Los Lobos um, at the Fulton Theater, <laughs> and um, they were. It was so cool, and this is why it's my favorite concert because I was actually ended up becoming part of the show. Me and my sister and my friend Steve, they started playing, and we started. We got up, and started dancing, and people were telling, booing, and like telling us to sit down and yelling at us mm-hmm. and stuff. And Caesar Rosas. The, the 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 guy that plays the left handed Telecaster stopped the show, and he said he pointed at me and my sister, and my friend Steve. He says, "You guys paid to get in here. He says, feel free to have a good time. If these other people can't handle it, that's their problem." That's so cool. Everybody got up. So that is the greatest concert I ever went to, just because of that. That is too cool. And they rocked, and they did something way cool. Was the opening act was the Paladins, and when they did their encore they brought the paladins out and had them play with them yeah so it was just like you guys how cool you know they're just like cooler than cool so anyway so um but the, this day in music is completely going off the rails uh, very quick <laughs> on this day in music amy winehouse uh was found uh croaked in her london home she was 27 oh, man. Well, she's a member of that isn't she a member, member of the, the 27, 27 club yeah yep. so uh Anyway, so there's a lot of cool stuff that happened. Real quick, um, we have some birthday shout-outs to say to the... Uh, oh, where's my thing here? I have it. Oh, that's not what I want. Katie, come on. What's the matter get it together, you? Lou. I gotta get my I gotta get my crib together. <laughs> um, okay, let's go ahead and... Uh, I think we have we have a little bit of music for some of these birthday people here. Because they, they, they're nice kids. <laughs> Do you remember this song, Katie? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys can't see the uh, dance moves I'm doing right now. This lady right here, Janice Siegel. Happy birthday to Janice Siegel from the Manhattan Transfer. This is probably their biggest. They're known kind of as a jazz vocal group, but they crossed over in the early 80s with this one song, pretty much. Uh, Boy from New York City. Oh, you know what? Do you like this band at all? Oh, that they're uh, the peachy mode. Very cool. No, mm-hmm. not really like a guitar band at all, you know. Nope. But let's get real. Check this out. Little slide. It's very cool. You had Policy of Truth by the uh, legendary, amazing uh, Depeche Mode. But uh, I'd like to send a shout out to their. Uh, I believe Martin Gore, if I can find, I think he's a keyboard player. Yeah, Martin Gore, keyboard player, one of the keyboard players from Depeche Mode. Uh, happy birthday, born this day in 1961. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I do declare. And, you know, we got a birthday. Oh, I don't know if you like. Are you a metal person at all? Oh, you know, here and there. This was really huge. Um, late 80s, very early 90s. Check this. this is cool. Who doesn't like this song? You take a mortal man 
Okay, happy birthday to some member of Megadeth. Wait a second here. I, that's wrong. I shouldn't be like that. If I could get the right damn thing in front of me, that'd be great, huh? That'd be so freaking awesome. Nick Menza, drums with Megadeth, was born in the state in 1964. Happy birthday to Nick. Oh, uh, he just passed away recently. Uh, you know, what is... Okay, shh. You're not supposed to say that part. I'm just looking at your notes. Oh, Jeez, oh, man. Terrible. Okay. My, one of probably my favorite guitar players of all time. Here it kicks in. To the all incomparable, one of the last real rock, guitar rock gods is Slash. Happy birthday to Slash uh, today on uh, August 20th, uh, <laughs> July 23rd, and Slash Saul Hudson. Hey, the 19th. Born in 1960. Saul Hudson. Saul Hudson. I think I changed my name to Slash. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, my name's Saul Hudson. I have a nice little fish market over in 64th. Why don't you come over and see me sometime? The herring is freaking freaking tasty. Jesus Christ. Hey, 1970. Born on this day, Sam Waters, the vocalist from Color Me Bad, known for I Want to Sex You Up and I Adore Me Amore. Yeah, you want to sex you up, huh? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Hey, I, I like color me bad. <laughs> yeah, I should have grabbed that, huh? I want to fix you up. Anyways, I just have to say that I really this record came out last September. The conspir uh, uh, Miles Kennedy and the conspirators with um, Slash, and I this just freaking I just think it's a great record. Anyways, uh, yes, as we were talking about different people, color me bad guy, the color. Oh, 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 oh that you who you love this person, right? You love Alison Krauss, oh, right? Oh yeah. Check this out. I um I played this record. I wore this CD out I twice. Down in the river to pray, studying about that good way uh, Alison Krauss's birthday is today. 1971. Good rest singer, songwriter, and fiddler. Oh sisters, let's go down. Let's go down. Come on down. Sisters, let's go down, down in the river. I believe that Emmy Lou Harris and uh, Jillian Gillian Walsh are uh, singing along with her on this. This is from the uh, Old Brother. Old Brother, where you at? As they would say in Pittsburgh. Hey, where you at? <laughs> Old Brother, where art thou soundtrack? Guys, you've been listening to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. We got one more great artist, and I promised Katie I would play this band. This is uh, Holy Sheboygan. Holy Sheboygan. Holy Sheboygan. Uh, Belly of the Beast from their album three. Holy Sheboygan. Holy Sheboygan on the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Turds. Over 
This is one of the most unique acts that I ever got to meet, and they were really cool. They were very fun with me. We had a great time on the podcast. So, uh, and that um, interview was is already up. So you go to Ludini Rock and Roll Circus dot com backslash episodes, and you can see uh, you know all my uh, all, all our interviews there. But so we did them just uh, just about a week or so ago. They, their their interview posted. Um, and they were a lot of fun, and um, this, they're a very interesting act. They're one of those acts where, like, every song is different. They really kind of explore a lot of different genres. They sort of embrace that. And I want to just go ahead and throw out there um, where, where you can find it. Well, you can find them on uh, Facebook, uh, facebook.com backslash holy Sheboygan. And let me go ahead and spell, because if you don't know Sheboygan, it's uh, H-O-L-Y. And Sheboygan is spelled S-H-E, like she. The next word is boy. Like she boy, G A N, right? Yes. She boy. She boy. One of them she boys. I. Holy Shamoigan. That's like some something the best stuff I've ever heard mm-hmm. right there. Like, like I I I texted Lou while the song was playing. It's like Cake and the Bloodhound Gang with like a soul singer. It's yeah. <laughs> it was, it's really cool. It was some of the yeah, it's some of the cool stuff. Anyways, uh, Katie, why don't you jump in and like, is there anything you'd like to talk about, add or whatever before we close out of here for today? Oh my goodness. Um, well, what's going on in Pittsburgh? Um, what's happening in Pittsburgh? What happened? 
What's happening? Nobody wants to hear about my tired old shows. No, they want to hear your tired stuff. <laughs> my tired stuff. Go to my website, www.katiesimonemusic.com. Um, also, like me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash the Katie Simone. You can see my dates. The, the Katie Simone. The Katie. There's some other Katie Simones out there. I'm like, I'm like um, excuse me? You don't want to mess with them. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. I'm like, excuse me, who do you think you are? You know, when we played at the Deutschtown uh, Festival, um, the douche town <laughs> uh, a week or so ago we played on Susie Simone Street Susie Simone so, Street yes. so I don't know if you're related to Susie Simone I, I don't know I might have to have words with her I want to fight her oh, that would be great I want to beat her ass you know what <laughs> uh, yeah the, the podcast is now degenerating uh, <laughs> into a sort of like let's listen how about a little Coca-Cola Coca-Cola <laughs> It's in the gleaming corridor on the fifty-first floor. Is this a demo? Yeah, there is some stuff like that on um, on uh, London Calling. So that was our sort of feature for tonight. Was London Calling? I'd like to thank all the bands. Uh, that have been uh, helping us out and you know and, and working with us here at the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Tonight we featured um, Jason Achilles Mozilla, and that is J A Mozilla. I'm sorry, Mozilla, Mozillas, like Godzilla. Mozilla, J A Mozillas dot com. That is J A M E Z I L I S dot com. C Spot Run, really cool, like alternative rock band. Uh, pop, alt- wow, what do you call it? It's great music. Uh, cspotrun.ca, we had them at the beginning. And then, of course, Holy Sheboygan. I mean, gee whiz. If you, you should go get their music. If you go to Bandcamp, uh, you go to the Bandcamp page, you can actually just hit the button and you can purchase their stuff right there. It's holysheboygan.bandcamp.com. They're also really friendly guys on Facebook, so look them up. Uh, LouDiniRockAndRollCircus.com. Uh, also, check out supportindierock.com. I mean, I know you guys love these bands like Sea Spot Run and Holy Sheboygan. Jump in there and uh, give us a hand at supportindierock.com. One more shout out to my uh, longtime sponsor, Positively Pittsburgh Live. Actually, I called into uh, the owner of uh, I called in. She has her own uh, podcast uh, called. Um, uh, it might be called PPL Live. Um, but she has, and I, I called into her um, uh, podcast a couple of weeks ago, and we, we had a nice talk. Joanne Quinn Smith, she's a, like a really great woman. Uh, but uh, that is pplmag.com. Thank you so much for supporting the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Ludini Rock and Roll Circus.com is the website. Every Tuesday, there is a new interview. Every Thursday, there's a new, there's a new interview. And every Saturday, this happens. <laughs> Katie, any parting thoughts? Um, uh, uh, you're putting yeah. me on the spot, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a here's Twitter to the girl me. with the little red shoes. <laughs> she smoked all my dope and drank all my booze. I won't. I won't finish it. <laughs> this is a family podcast. No, go ahead and finish it. Okay, so here's to the girl with the little red shoes. She smoked all my dope and drank all my booze. She ain't got a cherry, but that's not a sin because she still has the box that the cherry came in. There's me. <laughs> Hi. I'm the old gun in sack. I'm the one with the gun. Most likely to run. I'm the car in the weeds. If you cut me, I bleed. What a shame, got a bad as me. What a shame, got a bad as me.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.